Welcome to Indie Beauty Radio with your host Rachel Whitaker, founder of the Indie Beauty Delivers community. Bonjour from Paris. Um, we're at the end of day two of In Cosmetics Global, oh, which no, is to go through. Which has been. Um, yeah, really, really interesting and really good so far. So there's one more day to go, um, but we thought while we were together in our um, very Parisian apartment, which we're not doing very well at sort of showcasing here on the video. Might give you a tour at the yeah, end. Yeah, a little nicely. tour. Um, we are, thought we would come on and give you the highlights of In Cosmetics Global. Hi, Mohammed. I hope you're okay. Um, it would be really, really cool to give you the highlights of In Cosmetics Global so far. So both of us have attended loads and loads of presentations today. I've done all the marketing ones. Uh, Gemma's done some marketing ones. And you did? I did a few sustainability ones Sustainability well, ones. It's a big buzzword, as we know, Rachel. Yeah, so we thought we'd bring you those. The overarching kind of theme that's come out of the talks we've both been to has been sustainability. Um, this seems to be the real talking point um, that almost every presentation is going is going at. And actually it's not, and it's what they're trying to tell us is that sustainability isn't a buzzword. They're trying to make us look at sustainability and as an industry telling us that we've got a real responsibility yeah. to really do something about sustainability across all of our sort of supply chain in a really, really big way. Um, and we thought we'd just chat about that. So put comments in. I can see some people are joining us. And if you're going to watch this on catch up, you can still put comments in because um, tag me and Gemma in because we'll, we'll, um, we'll answer things if you've got any questions about any of the content that we talk about. So I'll kick off by saying at the beginning of the day, I went to a talk that was by um, Seymour Powell, who are a big uh, agency, London based agency, who um, basically do sort of future predictions, I guess. Um, and um, they were talking about the fact um, that sustainability is definitely something that brands need to be uh, sort of focusing in on. Aware of and, yeah. and acting upon. Yeah, and ingredients. So sustainability and ingredients came up. Yeah. Uh, so I think basically one of the big things across the whole day is sustainability has kind of weaved its way into every conversation. Yeah. It's on every stand that you look at. Um but I think the big thing that we've just been discussing and we've picked out is that it's really now a time to start acting upon some of that. Yeah. So I think so far, you know, it's not new news that we're coming on here and saying that sustainability is the big trend. Um, but really the clear message from the last few days has been what's the so what? Like, what are you going to do to act upon that? And we've kind of broken it down into yeah. different areas. So one of them was ingredients. So obviously... Um, you know, it's an ingredients trade fair that we've been to, so this is quite an obvious one to look at. So I guess the first bit is around the continued dialogue around like clean, natural and organic. What does that mean? What are the definitions? But more importantly, um, how does that link into um, the brand being sustainable? So you went to talk with Formula Botanica. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I went and saw Lorraine, um, director of Formula Botanica. Did an absolutely... Uh, really awesome talk which was quite challenging actually and it was around that concept of, uh, of sort of what does natural and organic mean um, and she was saying that there are two quite polarized sides to this um, which is that you know there are, there are the lovers and there are the haters if we make it completely simple 
And what she was encouraging is that actually that's not the dialogue that we should be having as an industry. As an industry, we have a responsibility to face up to sustainability. It's the biggest challenge that faces us as an industry and us as a planet. And instead of within the beauty industry, having these two sides of natural and organic versus the, uh, the, the more sort of chemical synthetic side of things, what should be happening is the two parties should be meeting in the middle and actually talking about how we're going to drive this industry forwards um, to give consumers what they want, but also to manage this big problem of sustainability that we're, that we're facing. So, yeah, she was really, she rocked it. <laughs> Lorraine, if you're watching us and catch up, you rocked it. You were totally cool. And you said she was going over some things around... Um looking at ingredient sourcing as in like actually where's the ingredient come yeah. from so how close to your production facilities is it yeah. you know that all of these different ideas feed into yeah. how sustainable you are that's right so we can all get quite caught up um in using ingredients that are the new thing the, the new big thing um, and trying to get ahead of those curves but if we're doing that at the uh, sort of uh, the jeopardy of sustainability because we're buying those products from hundreds and thousands of miles away and we're paying for that shipping, you know, is that really sustainable? Can we call ourselves a sustainable brand if we're doing that? Yeah. Uh, there are so many wonderful products that we can get hold of in our backyard, as how she referred to, as the rain referred to it. Can we not use those and make those more potent and make that part of our message and, and, and develop that as I a more sustainable? Like that's a trend kind of coming over from the food space because yeah. There's a lot more increasing dialogue around like, you know, you should buy seasonal vegetables, for example, um, yeah. because actually why are you buying your bean sprouts from yeah, Kenya it's... or Brazil or wherever it's being imported? Why don't you buy broccoli when it's in season? And you can, it yeah, yeah, it's a bit like we're a bit like the party, I suppose, because we have the whole like, you know, allotment thing of everybody grow your own type stuff. And I guess it's a bit more, yeah, that's what is rolling in now, I think. Yeah. Um, and there is a challenge for brands to, you know, there was a challenge to brands to to source their products in a more sustainable way. So that that was an interesting one on sustainability. I think one of the other bits was around like doing more with less and like yeah. actually having fewer ingredients and making them work harder. Yeah. Um, and I know this is certainly a trend that we've seen across many of the skincare startups um, in these different communities that we're a part of. So yeah. that's great to see that actually a lot of people yeah. are really kind of acting upon that. Yeah, Seymour Powell raised that and they were saying we're going into kind of a, a future where things are going to, going to become more scarce, you know, including things. As, as basic to us as water is um, you know we are going into a future where water will become scarce and so as brands we also have the responsibility to uh, look at how we're formulating and designing our brands and our products to help consumers deal with the scarcities that are coming ahead and making quite a big deal out of doing more with less yeah. really interesting quote i haven't got it in front of me because it's under my camera but i'll post it somewhere there's a really interesting quote about the fact that we are, as, as, as a culture, as a, as a sort of civilization now, very clean, um, very clean people, but yet we shower maybe once or twice a day. And we actually really don't have a need to do that. Showering, yeah, yeah washing and showering has become more associated with, uh, more maybe to do with well-being and relaxation. It's not the actual necessity of being clean that we're doing it for. It's habitual, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So she, you know, the challenge there was that as we enter this new era where things like basic things like water will become more scarce as brands how can we factor that into what we're designing 
How can we get people to do more with less? How can we encourage people to use less ingredients? How can we encourage people to use less water, to shower less? And how can we build that into how we're designing both our products, but our messaging and maybe the bit, the education piece that we do as brands yeah. as well, I think was really, was really, really interesting. I think that's a great point actually, because, um, you know, there's a few brands already that have started to bring out products as a response to like waterless beauty as we're kind of calling it. So things like face masks that might be like powdered and you activate them with water or serums or whatever. And actually there's quite a slow response from consumers at the moment to those products. So mm. I think there's a lot around yeah. like, engaging and really kind of like educating communities around these different factors and saying you know not only is it more efficacious because um the ingredients are more potent and they're activated when you add the water um but actually there's a real reason why we're doing this and it kind of starts from the top and it's driven by all these macro influences like global warming and water scarcity and stuff and we were just saying weren't we that we kind of uh we kind of know about global warming and we kind of know about climate change and we kind of know that maybe water's going to become short, but it's almost like we see it in the future. And I think everybody today in all these presentations that we've seen have been challenging us and saying, hey, it is in the future, but it needs dealing with now. And, And we as brands in beauty, but also in all other industries, have to wake up to that and have to start doing our bit. And I think there is a lot uh, in the education part of that because if we don't the point is if we don't necessarily understand how important this is to us then our consumers are almost certainly don't as well so there is that point of education behind this um which is great because guys it gives you loads of content you know i'm a big content person so it gives you loads to talk about to your to your audience and and to to to, you know to create content around but i think there is a huge piece of education on this yeah yeah and i guess the other point um just on ingredients and education and kind of like engaging communities was just around we went to, we both went to a talk at the end of the day with your monitor so um yeah a lady called hannah did the presentation and she presented that we all know that the world of like natural and organic and clean beauty however you define it undoubtedly that's on the rise and this massive growing consumer interest in those areas but the factor that is more important to consumers than whether it's deemed organic or natural Mm. or clean is the fact that it actually is efficacious so it actually works so i think that's just something to factor in that you know it's not against all odds that it has to kind of tick those boxes the number one consumer driver is actually knowing that they're going to invest into a product and have that trust that it's going to do what it says it does Um, and i think that's just something really great to kind of bear in mind and look at it as the overall um the overall yeah, picture yeah. on what ingredients you're using and, and how you're going to communicate them and really bring your consumers on yeah. the journey with you and she sort of said that yeah along the same line she was saying that sort of we use she was talking about specifically about premium skincare and yeah. how that market now that segment is being changed and she sort of said that premium the word premium that we've used seen a lot is actually losing its importance um and exactly the same way that green natural organic um yeah you know it's important but it's it's losing some of its energy and what it's being replaced by is proven results and efficacy so you can have both of course you you can have green organic natural um but what consumers are looking for is 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 to know that it works yeah Yeah. so i guess it goes back to trust and you know we saw about we're in the era of fake news and um 
you know, there's a lot of mistrust with politicians and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I'm not going to go into Brexit because we're in Paris. <laughs> we're not mentioning the B word. <laughs> they might throw um, us out. We might not get home. Don't say it. Whoops. <laughs> um, slip of the tongue. Um, but basically, you know, that presentation specifically was about the decline of the big old power brands that, you know, were just built around yeah. being expensive and having a long-standing reputation. And that's been replaced by brands that are efficacious, so they actually work... They've got that authentic kind of rapport with their consumers. Mm. They are building that community through content, etc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually, that's the new way of shopping. And, and really, it's a democratization of beauty, essentially, because people are preferring to make their own decisions on what works for them and what they yeah. trust rather than historically we've just been marketed to and it's like we're the best brand, we've got the best TV advert. And you know, now it's kind of there's a shift. Um, in consumers shopping yeah. patterns which is really interesting yeah so guys you need to talk about the fact your products work as well and that's a real key thing to take away from that i mean that's a message that uh, i think sometimes we're a bit afraid to talk about because it feels a bit boastful maybe or a bit but you know if you've got the evidence that they work and things like even yeah. as, even on a, a basic level like testimonials and, and testimonials is a great example because it's not necessarily you saying how well it works so it's that added element of trust but it's also yeah it's cringing yeah exactly you know, it's easier about kind of saying oh, I'm, I'm amazing i've got an amazing yeah product. so it's definitely else be yeah advocate. definitely but you've got to get out there and you've got to start talking about the results that your products um your products are driving yeah. um as well as your other messages because that's actually you know what customers are really looking for that's kind of like the thing that's pushing them over the line is am i going to get the results uh, and things like that yeah um, so the second bit was obviously around packaging. So I guess there's going to be no surprise here that um, there was a lot of talk around different types of packaging that are coming out, which either remove plastic or reduce the amount of plastic being used and everything. Um, but again, that did come back to the point around bringing the consumers in and educating them on you know, consumers are part of the solution. So even if you have switched from plastic to glass, well that still needs recycling and you know you still need to have that consumer education piece and really kind of bring them on that journey with you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I guess that was kind of the main thing. And then there's just some examples around um, some brands that are kind of doing a good job. So Ren, for example, are using bottles that are 20% PCR, which is post-consumer regrind from ocean oh. waste and 80% from like former empty bottles. Um, and then there's some really interesting like recycling um, initiatives that have come in. So I don't know if you've seen, there's one that's come in called Loop, which is actually for the larger brands. So it's brands like the Procter & Gamble owned ones like Pantene, for example. Yeah. So it's launching in the USA and in France. Um, and essentially you'll get your shampoo um, and different beauty products. It goes across ice cream and different consumer household goods. Um, they'll be in like metal containers which are reusable so they'll be branded up you oh. use it and then you send it back almost like the old school kind of milk bottle milk brand. yeah pop bottles yeah uh, and oh. I think that ties into a lot of conversation around instead of looking at things from a cradle to grave kind of mentality there's a, more of a cradle to cradle mentality um, and actually there's a talk with um, there's a brand called the Beauty Kitchen um, and their founder's called Jo Chidley, and she's doing a talk tomorrow, and that's her kind of big mission around making products sustainable from 
not looking at things that are cradle to grave, but actually how can you then repurpose them or reuse them and, and different things like that. Yeah. I think it's an interesting kind of I've ideology. seen quite a few brands do quite interesting things like that where um, you know, many of many of you are using glass bottles, for instance, and I've seen a couple of brands. Um, off the top of my head, Kasimen Karali has done quite a few posts along these lines where she's shown consumer, her consumers how they can upcycle her yeah. beautiful bottles and yeah. turn them into vases and different things. And there's another brand, and I can't well, can't get my can't remember off the top of my head uh, um, who's been who's sort of been doing that kind of thing as well. Well, like upcycle, I guess. Yeah, so and it's a coffee a, ground brand that yeah, does their uh, yeah. scrubs. I mean, that's the ultimate kind of um, upcycling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and again, it's still around that kind of, I hate, I think maybe we keep saying it's around the education of the consumer, which sounds like we're really lecturing consumers. So maybe education isn't the right word that we should be using here. But just talking to your consumers like about different things. Yeah. Um, so being able to put posts on or create content or write blogs around um, ways to upcycle your stuff, ways to upcycle other brands' mm. stuff. Um, it's just that helping because you don't necessarily think, oh, glass bottle, I can just put that in the recycling. But actually, you could do so much more with that, and yeah. maybe maybe that's part of that messaging that you can get across. I think it's about making consumers feel good about what they can do, rather than feeling bad yeah. about what they're not doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I listened to a that. podcast actually with uh, Stella McCartney, and she's obviously been a massive kind of advocate for animal welfare, yeah. veganism, and I guess more recently, particularly within the fashion industry, um, like sustainable uh, production, because yeah. obviously there's a lot of water waste and stuff like cotton farming, etc. And she um, did this podcast on the business of fashion, and she basically said, in order to kind of galvanise change and really engage that message and engage those consumers with you, you need to do it in a way that's accessible to them and it doesn't feel confrontational. You know, you need to like bring them on that journey with you yeah. and you know, praise them for what they are doing rather than kind of recommending yeah. them for what they're not. Yeah. And I think that's a really great mentality to kind yeah. of weave into your pack copy or your website or, you know, what information your can content. you give them yeah. on how they should recycle and, you know, all of Yeah, those and in- engagement is a much better... Education is a bit of preachy, isn't it? And we're like, oh, God, I want to educate. But engage, just sort of engaging and chatting and talking yeah. and opening up that conversation about different things. Yeah, that certainly came out as something quite, quite big and that we have a responsibility. And actually, thinking back to last year uh, when I was in cosmetics, I'm pretty sure I did one of these updates where I said something about brands needing to have a more educa- educative role uh, around some of these big issues that are coming through. So this is the second year that some of that has come through, actually. Yeah. So that's yeah. really good. Definitely. What else did we do? Uh, we had a well, because it could, because you know I love social media, there was a little tiny bit about social media. This isn't a social media conference, but they did talk about the way that social media is going to change in the next sort of 10 years and how that could influence beauty. The prediction from Seymour Powell is that in 10 years' time, we'll be entering a phase of um, sort of social media 2.0, as she called it, which will not be like the social media that we currently see. Um, and it will be much more group-driven. So it'll be much more about creating almost safe places where your consumers and your followers and your tribe, whatever you want to call them, hang out with with you and other people other like-minded people um and so she was talking about things like snapchat groups what whatsapp groups what did you talk to me about on the slack. way slack slack 
Mohammed, are you still here? We were talking about Slack. Mohammed was the guy oh, who okay. asked the question in Rockstars about could we use Slack to engage uh, beyond, uh, not just internally, but externally. And you've got a really good view on, because on, you use Slack. I hadn't even used it, I was just aware used of it. it. I worked with a brand last year and used Slack. And at first I was a bit like, oh, well, you know, kind of what are the advantages versus something like WhatsApp. So essentially it's kind of like an instant messenger um, platform. You can download it onto your desktop, but also have it on your phone. Um, but I guess it's, more efficient than stuff like email so instant communication but the great thing about it versus something like whatsapp is it's, it's segmented and it's self-contained so that's you know that within that app it's only work chat or like chat related to your brand it's not like mm. your mum saying you know what do you want for dinner or whatever it might be um and there's different functionality like you can add different documents on there and you can set up different channels so it might be you know 2019 npd ideas or sustainability and you might loop in external parties like your formulator or you know your packaging supplier or whoever that might be um and it's just it's just another kind of digital app that is facilitates kind of efficient ways of working but you could potentially create groups inside it that involve members of your wider community yeah so you could have a section of super vip members so off your website you might have like tops the top tier of spenders and you might invite them to join this exclusive Ooh, like group. these ideas so we've been you can imagine what we've been talking about guys it's been so exciting yes you could do that yeah what else could you do and then they have could... direct access to you um and, and you, you and you, you have could direct access to them and actually you can use that not only is it a great thing to make them feel great to kind of give them that reward for being VIP, but actually if they're your most loyal, engaged members, you can also use it as a feedback loop. So, you know, what do you want me to do differently? What do you, what do you think the next trends are? Or I've just been to this conference, we see waterless beauty as being yeah. a big trend. I'm going to re release a range of waterless face masks. Yeah. How does that sound to you? Or how could we make it more appealing if you don't really mm. understand the concept? You know, it's invaluable kind of advice. Um, and I think that sounds really exciting um, because I think I think marketing is about creating communities. I've always felt quite powerfully about that. So the fact that we probably will see, or the prediction is, we don't know whether this is going to come true, guys. But the prediction is that we will move away from the more uh, what how we know social media now, and we will become become more community group driven. So that means things like Slack and those yeah, ideas you've just given could become yes. really important. And Slack is free. WhatsApp is free. You could test some of these ideas now. You could be some of the very first brands to go out and test these. You could maybe have uh, add your customers in, or I'm not going to get into the GD realms of GDPR. So talk to talk to your customers about it and see whether they're interested. But there's definitely scope there. Um, but whatever you're doing, begin to think about looking at your content and your social media from a community point of view. Yeah. How can you start to develop communities? And I think it, the challenge is, is not that many platforms that are, you're able to kind of cultivate and foster a community. Obviously, Facebook, you can. Yeah. Um, but that might be personally then mixed up with if you've got your personal friends on the same profile and, you know, you might want to segment it. But, yeah. you know, even a platform like Instagram, which obviously we both love and we yeah. both spend a lot of time on yeah. it, you don't necessarily have that uh, forum where a community can chat and have a dialogue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there were pods, weren't there, Instagram pods, but I don't think they worked quite that, that way. You want it to... It was difficult to... 
uh, I mean, we've just set up a WhatsApp group, haven't we, for all of, for all of us sort of consultants to network in, and it's just a it's a really nice way of seeing yeah. messages pop up between. But that's just it's just a really interesting thing for you, I think, to be thinking about, and it's got us thinking about how we take our businesses yeah. forward as well, because yeah. um, I think it's important that we stay ahead of social media. And as indie brands, I harp on about this a lot, don't I, guys? But it's really important as indie brands, we can stay ahead. I don't think there's many people probably in the big brands sitting there having this discussion about how they can create all these communities. They're still trying to handle how to do Instagram right um, and catching up on that. So we have an opportunity as those independent brands that can be agile and make exactly. decisions quickly and to start to trial of, these things. Yeah, that was like one of the things that your monitor picked up on because, you know, they were talking about the kind of decline of the larger brands and they showed us some data on that. And, you know, it really is happening that consumers are switching out of some of the big brands in favor of indie brands um you know obviously the likes of brands like drunk elephant are in there which are going to massively skew the numbers because that's a massive mm. brand itself now um but you know there is this consumer shift happening and some of the drivers of that are things like indie brands are naturally more consumer centric because they're closer to the consumer they have that two-way dialogue it's not just a one-way kind of preach mm. um she obviously brought up the example of Glossier, which, you know, we know the brand well and, and it's an obvious one to talk about when we talk about engagement of your consumers. But, you know, the fact that they have developed a lot of their range in conjunction with or as a response, direct response to feedback from the consumers. Yeah. Um, and that is something that the legacy brands can't compete with. Yeah. They can't cultivate those communities yeah. and get that authentic kind of connection. Mm. And that's something that you guys have got in your power. So really don't underestimate the power of mm. investing your time and energy and financial investment as well into dedicating time to kind of nurture yeah. those relationships. And actually Glossy is a really good example because they've actually, they are, I don't know if they've actually finished doing it or whether they're still in the process of doing it, but they are creating their own social media platform. They are taking yeah. themselves away yeah. from the mainstream yeah. And they are saying, you know, thanks Instagram and Facebook, we're gonna, but we're going to create our own platform, our own community. So they're yep. already there on this, and they're all, and they're going into it in a big way, in an expensive way. But there are ways that you can do it, like we just said, through Slack, Facebook, um, potentially WhatsApp, where you could experiment with that. And Snapchat, if your audience is, is um, it, you know, you can have Snapchat groups if your audience is that age. So. And one thing actually that um, did come out, which is maybe more of a future trend but people are already starting to talk about it but i think it's particularly interesting with a lot of you guys being self-formulators so you've kind of got the capability of doing this is personalization so they're kind of talking about this being more of a longer term view but there's brands like there's a brand a hair care brand called pros which i actually haven't heard of um and it was just around consumers are starting to become a lot more interested in skincare and hair care and um, all different beauty products that are personalised to their specific requirements and I think where you possibly are self-formulating or you're um, doing things in smaller production runs you might actually have that kind of facility yeah. or that ability to be able to do that which I think is a massive advantage over some of the bigger kind of corporate players um, because their whole business model is built on, you know, economies of scale and like volume driven products. Yeah. And they, they aren't able to react. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's interesting to have a look at how you could factor that in, I guess, from a technology and website perspective mm. and uh, obviously kind of a formulation perspective, but it's definitely something to, to start thinking about. 
Yeah, and I mean that uh, that comes into another trend that was coming through in that um, we have the, the two kind of big uh, macro things that are coming through. It's obviously climate change, but the other one is um, that our technology is really, really advancing. Yeah. And so there was a big talk about how can you harness the power of a technology to, I guess, add she called it magic and alchemy to your brand and even as smaller more independent brands there are ways to do it she talked about one in particular i can't remember her name i'll dig it out and i'll let you know who was so frustrated with the filters that she was seeing on instagram the bunny ears and the, and the silly things like that that she went out and, and and had a whole load of her own filters designed which were based on art techniques okay. so she was able to make you become more of a to, to sort of be more portrait or um, different art, sort of modern art and things. And she'd got these, I will dig that out, guys, and I'll find that for you. Um, but she was giving people the opportunity to use filters that were just a bit more sophisticated and a bit more interesting and actually focused on the being beautiful as opposed to being silly. Um, and you know, what, you know, are there opportunities that, that where you can sort of use a little bit of um, technology to help yourself. And again, don't sort of just say, oh, I, I, I can't afford that. You know, in, just, in fact, just have a look, have a look at the ideas that are out there. I'm just going to say hello to a few people who are joining in because I'm so conscious there. So Lucia, hello. I think Mohammed's still here. I've seen that Steph's here. Rena, it's, uh, Rena has just come in as well. Some of you, oh, and Ita was here as well. So I know Rena and Ita, you've been here at In Cosmetics because I've seen you. Um, so it's great to see you. If you've got any questions on what we've said do just sort of stick, yeah, please put, do. put them in because it's, um, it, we have we've got loads of information and we could probably uh, talk forever which is quite dangerous <laughs> and also get back to that point on technology and the expense and everything like that you know there's a lot to be said around engaging with um maybe younger people that have got those skill sets so i've actually just brought on an intern into my business Paid intern, obviously, you need to pay your interns. I know there's been questions on that from other people. Um, but her skill set is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and, you yeah. know, they're digital natives. Like, you they know, speak a different language to speak us. Speak a different they? language. Yeah, yeah. 21 at uni and can do video editing and yeah. all sorts of things. So, you know, if you want your own gifts or filters, yeah. I think there's more than kind of one way. You don't necessarily have to pay, like, expensive no. agency fees. I think get out there and have a conversation yeah and that, that's reminded me of a good example because formula botanica did it last year didn't they with their gifts they they sort of you know, had a they outsourced to it and found a specialist who designed them the, all, all the amazing gifts that you guys have been using um and that's really really in, interesting um and, and not overly expensive and i think yeah. you can probably go on things like fiverr even oh, and that's uh, on the way home oh bless you love it thanks steph <laughs> Um, but you know there, there there are ways, and actually we did, we went to a panel discussion um, where uh, there was Sam Farmer, who's the founder of Sam Farmer Skincare. There was zero zero one skincare, and there was Domino C from Vib. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that um, Sam Farmer, when asked for a really key thing uh, that that he advice that he could give to brands that were starting out and growing, one of the key things he said was to invest in the best that you can afford and to really try and and you know push forward and make wise decisions and and go for the best and and don't sort of cut the corners because it will stand you in good stead so just because you think maybe sometimes these things are not are maybe beyond you or you're a bit scared just put you know just ask about use your networks actually they may be easier for you to achieve and sometimes investing a little bit of money in something that others aren't doing could really make a difference for you so so yeah yeah interesting stuff 
I'm waiting to see whether we get any questions. Yeah, in. someone give us a question. <laughs> you can you can do it. Yeah, the for, the formula Lucia saying the formula botanica gifts are really amazing. And you're all using them. That's the power of them. They created something that you have really enjoyed. Very it's similar fun, to different and filters. you're also actually spreading the message of their brand for yeah. them. You know, you're kind of becoming advocates for them, which is exactly yeah. what a great brand does. And anyway, uh, this is orange juice. It's actually not anything alcohol. Not yet. We're hoping. Um, we're hoping that we may. We, well, we may go and climb the Eiffel Tower tonight. We don't know. We, ha we, we we're not. Uh, we're, we're sort of just just Depends hanging how out many tonight. Questions we get <laughs> <in>. <laughs> just going to go and hang out tonight. I mean, we may climb the Eiffel Tower. But um, watch both of our stories on Instagram because we've been bringing you. Um, this is kind of like our highlight show. But if you go and have a look at our stories, you'll see our best. You know, that the, the best bits live, and we've been updating you live throughout the day on both of our stories. So go and have a look because they're well worth seeing um and i'm sure both of us will be creating a stack of content off the back of this for you um i know my mind is buzzing with everything that i need to get across to you uh, through it um and i guess one of the things that i wanted to, to finish on was was from was from sam sam farmer because he said something really really cool um and he was just talking about the, i guess the power of uh, independent brands and it goes back to that agility thing that we were talking about and he described the big brands as being a bit like oil tankers in that they take a hell of a long time to slow down and stop change and change direction and in the time that those big brands are taking to slow down and stop and change direction people like you are making the changes in a nifty little speedboat yeah you were just like nipping in there and i think that's a really positive place to a really positive message to take away there has been so much talk about indie actually we haven't yeah. said that yeah in cosmetics previously has been quite focused on um i've always felt it wasn't necessarily an indie environment this year indie is buzzing there's been an indie um panel there's been a specific indie trail which takes you around manufacturers who oh yeah gem has gone to get it you you've got hold of the gold dust I've got two <laughs> these have been very scarce it's been that popular that we haven't had to get hold of these indie trails but they've had um uh, so you can go around and speak to manufacturers and suppliers who are specifically yeah. dealing with lower so MFUs. just had like a, a map of um the exhibition hall and yeah as rachel said it just highlighted the manufacturers the raw ingredient suppliers that are able to do small yeah. batches um which is obviously super important for anyone kind of formulating on a smaller yeah. scale um, so it's so been, really yeah. kind of it's been buzzing the talk of indie that. brands and the power of indie brands yeah. has been buzzing and i think for a massive show like this to take time out to dedicate to to this um and i was talking to Imogen matthews after that one after the uh, indie beauty panel talk and she was saying this is a focus that they've got um, and that this is something that is developing. So that's quite exciting. So for those of you who, who uh, haven't got this one on your calendar, next year it's in Barcelona. Who wouldn't want to go? Um, and it's well worth putting it in your calendar. It's always around this time of year. And it's free, yeah. guys. I'm going to tell you that again. Incos is free. Yeah. And every single presentation that Gemma and I have been to in the last two days, we amazing. have not paid for them. And They're free. so amazing. So you just need so to get valuable. here. Just get here and get yourself a, a, a lovely apartment on airbnb like we have um and um yeah and get here this is a really really good conference or exhibition for indie brands to come to i feel like we should be being paid by them do you yeah yeah this is not we're not being sponsored but i think maybe we but should be we're open to many offers <laughs> yeah, if anyone from in cosmetics is watching if you're watching in cosmetics <laughs> 
We're good at this. We'll, 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 we'll go live for you. You can employ us to just go live, going around the whole thing. So it's uh, end of day two. It's day three tomorrow. I will, uh, I think, you're, are you going home? No, I've, I've got, I'm doing day three tomorrow. Oh, okay. I'll will we be able what... to do a live or yeah. are you? Oh yeah, we'll have to do it from the show. We'll try and do, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and come on together and do a live again tomorrow for you. Should we just um, tell them what we're going to be looking at tomorrow? Yes. I haven't got a clue. It's been so exciting. Here we go. So we've got a little agenda. So which ones are these you going to? Oh, I think, oh, I'm definitely going to, first up tomorrow for me is tech and digital, of course. How is tech and digital going to influence the beauty <laughs> landscape? I can't wait for she that. She loves a bit of tech, this girl does. I love, I love that side of things. And then what else have we got? Uh, retailing online, disruption and... I can't even read that word. Disruption and disintermediation. Yeah, I'll have I'll to get the dictionary out because yeah. I don't know what that means. I'm also going to go to some sustainability talks. So the future of clean. I think that should be quite interesting. And ah. then one with Joe Chidley, as I mentioned before. Oh, the, the beauty, beauty kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Going back to the future, sustainable is the new natural in beauty. Oh. So, sustainable, yeah. again, bringing it in full circle. I'm going to do consumable skincare, and then the last talk of the day looks like it's on veganism in beauty, which I'll probably go to as well. So there's still loads more Yeah, to so come. there'll be lots more to come. Loads so more stay to Stay tuned, and Thank please you. let us know if you've got any questions. Yeah, just put them in. And if actually, if you've got any up. questions overnight, we can obviously have a look at things yeah. like tomorrow as yeah, well. Yeah, we're together. So it has been absolutely awesome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching on uh, Catch Up stay peeled you know stick with our stories because we're bringing you all the best bits live and then we do a highlight show so do stay tuned to those um to those uh, stories because they're really quite cool <laughs> and you'll see how many people we meet as well bumping into loads of people it's been wonderful okay guys Mwah. loads au of indie hugs and love oh yeah sorry bonsoir. au revoir au revoir bonsoir the indie beauty delivers community is a place for beautypreneurs across the globe to network learn and share you're invited to join in on Facebook, Instagram, and sign up to Rachel's special email group to receive weekly blogs packed full of expert tips. Visit IndieBeautyDelivers.com to sign up.